all the way from Providence, Rhode Island, coming to you live from the Minute with Mary studio. Welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. Welcome, my name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and we're here in the Minute with Mary studio. <laughs> in a little country. Yeah, the way that you said live from the Minute with Mary studio. I was starting to say Mary. <laughs> it's It's bananas. I hear a dog barking upstairs. You know, I'm, on, I'm about to leave and go across the country for a week. Yes. And chaos is ensuing, so my brain is not 100% okay, but that is okay. Oh my goodness Because gracious. it makes for fun podcasting, right? Yes, it does. Uh, live podcasting is the only kind of podcasting I ever want to do. Agreed. Agreed. And on that note, I'm actually going to have Blake go check on the pup because she won't stop barking. Oh, okay. Um, so I want to take this time to, of course, thank all of our friends who are watching us live. You got to know hey, we no, were going we're live. Do. We're going to put you on the single shot. Thank you. There you go. Uh, you probably got to know we were live because you either got an email and you can sign up for our emails by simply going to maryandblake.com. A pop-up's going to come up. Definitely make sure you click on Outlander Cast as we just send um, the Outlander Cast specific people the times when we go live but then you can also click Mary and Blake sometimes we do like updates on how all of our podcasts are doing we also have our Bridgerton and our Harry Potter emails all there so maryandblake.com make sure that you get on the email list we also do have a texting service so a lot of you might have learned about that as well Blake and I are busy on social medias you can find us on Facebook Instagram YouTube all by searching Mary and Blake um, we also have an exclusive Facebook community, so if you want to chat with fellow nerds and geek out about Outlander, just search Mary and Blake on Facebook. Come on in. There's tons of Outlander cast listeners in there. We talk about the episodes. We gather listener feedback in there. It's so incredibly fun. Um, and if you are getting nervous because it is sadly ending of the first half of the season seven and you're looking for something else to watch, Blake and I have a slew of other podcasts. We actually covered the entire show of This Is Us. Uh, so if that was something that you were a fan of, or if you wanted to check it out, it's a beautiful story. Um, so we have that podcast. We have we covered Rings of Power on Prime. We covered House of the Dragon on HBO. And we are ongoing with our Harry Potter chapter by chapter podcast. We are going to be doing, we are covering Men in Kilts season two. So dinner Fash, if you want to continue to hang out with us and Sam Hewen and Graham McTavish, as that going to be continuing on as well. All right. So I am going to release the hounds because our hound upstairs was just barking. And I think I hear Blake. Um, I wish I had the music with all right, all right, all right. But I don't. So I'm just going to jump on in and start reading the reviews. I'll have Blake add the music a little later. There you go. There's your musical interlude. Friends joining in live with a video component. You're welcome. Now I know how Blake feels when he does this alone and checks on our children. But this is real life, right? This is a mom and pop podcast shop. And truly, this is why we appreciate our friends at jointhenerdclan.com because we run this ourselves. <laughs> We're not part of a big podcast media conglomerate. So, um, all right, 
I'm going to, oh, I hear Blake. So I am going to stall for a second so he can put the music a little interlude because it's just, it's not the same without it. Anyone else feel that way? And if those of you watching live, you feel like the musical components, the little, little sound effects that Blake gets to add in, they add a little zinger. So I am right at Let's Release the Hounds. Oh, all right, all right, all right. And I tried to sing the music myself. <laughs> didn't work well. No, that, I don't, it didn't feel like that would work well. No. All right, Mary. Okay, let's Let, release the hounds. Let's release the hounds. If I could find my, there it is. There we go. All right, all right, all right. Our friends at jointhenerdclan.com, which is our Patreon community. You can join for as little as $2 a month. It supports this podcast. Got to weigh on in, and our friend Laura Gallucci said that this episode got five kilts. The good is still love getting to know William. The Jamie and Lord John Gray sandwich keeps getting better with William. I would agree. He's so much better than a frozen Nutella Uncrustable. I know. Mm-hmm. Anything is better than a frozen Nutella uncru- Uncrustable. I, mean, I disagree. It's better than a lot of things, but... William is better than a frozen (laughs) Nutella Uncrustable, that's for sure. All right, my friend Laurel says, this episode I realized he's got the loyalty and memory of Lord John Gray, remembering Claire all the way back when. His loyalty came through in several scenes with the general um, and with his sincere desire to be and do better, to Claire and keeping his word and delivering all supplies she needed. He's also a great gifter, Lord Lord John Gray, with the flask. Then the Fraser fire again. During his wee altercation with Ian. Also, some of his facial expressions and the way he uses his eyes while acting are so Jamie. Best scene when his eyes are in pure disbelief when he found out via Claire that Jamie was a rebel. (laughs) Her bad was the woman committing suicide. Yes, it's believable she'd do that. But where did she get that tiny gun? Great question. Fantastic question. Moral. It's called the narrativium. That's where she got the gun. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> the great Jamie saying, tell me about my son. Yes. This was absolutely beautiful in every way. Loved the acting, the shot, everything here. It was intimacy without the intimacy between Jamie and Claire. Love it. Laurel, excellent, excellent analysis. While I disagree with your kilt rating, I will say that the way that you have backed up your kilt rating is uh, amazing. A great job. Great job. It. Great, great arguing there. Mm-hmm. All right. This one comes from Ah uh-uh Ah Studio. She says, I'm so- uh-uh. Yeah, sorry. Ah uh-uh Ah Studio. <laughs> when you're on my podcast, that's how we say the okay. ass. Uh, I'm so grateful for this series and these actors in this form and this podcast and any day that has Outlander in it. Especially with a new episode. It's a great day, uh, day to me. Where the waters meet felt like a bunch of filler, though, and a slog on the shores of Lake Gitchy Gummy. I legitimately don't gitch gum. I, what is Lake Gitch Gummy? <laughs> gitchy. I'm not. I'm not in that scripture. Gitchy Gummy. Gitch Goom. Hold on. What sorry. the hell is that? <laughs> Hold on, Blake. I'm sorry. <laughs> You, you don't even have the document open? I have it up now. Good. Keep going. Only okay. a few minutes that advance the plot. With only a few minutes that advance the plot. The good. It's Outland of the bad. Oi. The creeping through the woods felt like an episode of Scooby-Doo. Ooh, where are you? Couldn't did help did but did remember did that David McCullough wrote that Scooby it was the dense virgin forests in Northern America that ultimately defeated the British. 
They would hopefully get, hopelessly get lost. Could not move men and materiel through the bright red uniforms were made easy targets. Mm-hmm. There was a nod to Ian the Mohawk finding native trails, but we had a plenty of convenient clearings and a well-placed fallen log with convenient brush cover for the escapees to hide, except conveniently Claire gets snatched yet again. Where are her street smarts after all of this time? And Jamie with those Patriot missile long-range flaming arrows conveniently causing a fire at exactly the time William, Claire, and Ian convene. Suffice it to say, how convenient. The great Roger leading the Gallic class. It's truly great how the show uses Roger's innate benevolence as a minister's son against him, ultimately leading a snake like Rob Cameron into the bosom of his family. At least he clocked Uncle Buck. Was that you, Graham? 4.3 kilts from RR Studio. By the way, also want to say great arguing on behalf of RR Studio for the ultimately multiple convenient plot devices that have been strewn about in this episode. Stats Just- are for nerds, Blake. Stats are for nerds. Kristen Stewart. Uh, the, hold on. What, hold we, on. what is it? Bakiaki. Did we figure out how to say Kristen's last middle, uh, the the last name with the hyphenation? Okay, so we got a whole bunch of people talking about what Gitchy Gumi is. Get yeah, Gitchy Gumi. Okay, that's what it is, and it's Lake Superior called Gitchy Gumi by the Native Americans. Okay, fair enough. The native. Okay, yeah, it's the okay. It's the it's the lake. The name for Lake Superior. That's yeah. written different than. In- Whatever. I don't know. It's a poem by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, someone yeah. saying okay. Lake Superior. I, yeah. <laughs> we got 40 million things that Lake Gitchigumi is. I don't know one of them. Love it. Um, Mr. From, History Major. <laughs> you know, you know what I this, got you. you know what this just confirms? It confirms one thing. Your cousin from Boston. That's what that confirms. All right, Kristen writes in, our friend from the Flute Academy. Hi, Mary and Blake. What a great episode. So many out-of-the-pack moments. My kilt rating is a 4.9 this week. I feel that this week is building to so many different story climaxes. My good... Roger and Bree's banter about the portal in his Gaelic class at Jemmy's school. All the feels. And great to hear him singing again. My bad. Claire getting caught again. I sighed out loud when I saw and I said, come on, what are we doing? I know they were setting up the plot so that Ian would bump into William again. But geez, she's always getting captured. So many greats. Speaking of Ian and William, I love when Ian plays Scout and then William lets them go. It reminds me of when Jamie let Lord Grey, uh, sorry, Lord John Grey go all those years ago in the cave and promised him a life but cannot guarantee that the next encounter will be as pleasant. William is a great representative of what's nature versus nurture truly is. My other great is Jamie and Claire's conversation at the end where Claire articulates this so eloquently. I cried during the scene. It was all so genuine and highlighted both Sam and Kat's acting skills. I am here for it all. Also, I have an outlandish theory for show watchers. I am both, but have only gotten through the fifth book, so I don't know what happened. So she's like a book reader, but as of now, show watcher land. Love this. This is exciting for you, Kristen. This is her her, um, outlandish theory, and I don't know how to play the sound effect, so apologies, Kristen, for your missing out on the... Um, Cameron knows about the portal because Buck comes through the portal at the dam. 
He is the one who tells Buck the Max whereabouts. He is too calm about the excerpts that he read in Roger's notebook. Looking forward to this week's podcast for 707. Thanks for all you do. Um, just well, let's see. So she's saying that she likes likes our podcast and from the structure and the way you connect all of your different fandoms to your cute sense of humor together. Love it. Thanks for all you do. Thank you so much, Kristen. All right. Becca also wrote in, and I apologize, friends, that you're stuck with me. My dog is barking up a storm. So we've had some crazy things going on in the neighborhood recently. So I just, I like to trust my dog's intuition. You know, I, um, I'm, I'm not a dog person, not like Ian. It's, it's a new thing for me. I've been a cat person with Lumos and Khaleesi before Lumos and many other cats before then, but dogs are onto stuff sometimes. So we will wait. We will see if Blake comes down and uh oh here he is yay um becca wrote in and she says i think this is my favorite episode of season seven and blake you came at the the great moment that we mention almost every single time we have listener feedback okay how different it is people's kilt ratings and this is one of my favorite things about doing a listener feedback episode is that you get to voice your opinions sure um you know people People have a hard time sometimes with critics, and sometimes we can be critics, you know, mm -hmm. of, of TV shows and doing what we do. That's the whole point. Because we may not see things exactly through their lenses. We obviously don't have their life experiences. We don't have their exact same, you know, the things that they have. There are things that I like that someone may not, and vice versa. And this episode is allowing people to have those um, opinions voiced. And so for for Becca, this episode was her favorite of season wow, seven so far okay. full of adventure and intrigue and wishing that the next episode is available now my kilt rating is 4.8 another fun thing look at that it's becca's favorite and it's a 4.8 interesting so i like to keep it because once again everyone's kilt ratings are just like flexible you know? <laughs> just, just fluid it is it's fluid i love it becca's good is roger seeming to find his place again with his teaching of gaelic his eyes were so bright as he was teaching and i think we have solved the how is the guy with the two names going to have to acknowledge uh have the knowledge that the time traveler's mystery i'm pretty sure he invited himself to dinner so he can find more sure my runner-up is good was did you you notice that that Yins. Rachel, I know, I, I can't, is now wearing teal. I didn't notice that. Oh, Becca, so cool. Becca's bringing it. Her bad, there goes Claire, getting kidnapped again. Has she learned nothing? At least this time her captures were relatively decent to her. Too bad they're probably going to die. And she was rescued by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. And Becca's great. A little background. On Sundays, my dad and I get together for dinner at Outlander. I usually watch it by myself on Fridays, too. We missed watching it together last week, so we watched both 7.05 and 7.06 last night. Oh. In last night's viewing of episode 7.05, I noticed that Jemmy was wearing red shoes when Bree caught him in the cemetery, which is reminiscent of Galus's shoes in season oh, one. Oh, yes. It made Buck's appearance at the end of 706 so satisfying, and I give kudos to the person who predicted it that it would be him who was the Knucklevy. Nice knockout, Roger. Well, I don't remember who it was that predicted it was going to be Buck, but I, I'm so glad and I- last listener feedback? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I co-signed on that. <laughs> <laughs> that outlandish theory just because I'm officially going to steal it and say that it was me. Okay, here we go. Um, no, uh, honestly, though, Mary, I, I would love to get your opinion on this because I remember when Claire got captured, we both kind of had this subtle groan where we were like, 
Come on. Like, Claire, you're going out by yourself with no one there with you. There's... It was Claire McCarthy. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Claire, awesome. Great job. Uh, I'm still stealing it, calling it my own, though. Um, Claire Claire goes out on her own, by herself, with, with no one there. She's just roaming around these woods with British soldiers everywhere, not being quiet. This is Raven! Mrs. Raven, is that you? Where are you, Mrs. Raven? Like, come on, man. Is is that, like... She's just doing her best, Blake. That's all we can do. (laughs) Okay? Claire just puts herself out there a lot more frequently, so she gets caught a bit more. Yeah. All right, let's get some uh, voicemails, shall we? Let's do it. Here we go. Of course, my computer does the thing that it always does, and I have to do this. Mary and Blake, hi, Marsha from Ohio, Marcia. episode 706. I give this episode 4.9 kilts. I really enjoyed it. My good, all the delicious behind the scenes work that propels Outlander to one of the best shows on television, in my humble opinion, the sweeping aerial shots of the fort, reminiscent of the Highland shots of season one, mm-hmm. captures the bright red hue of the British Army's uniforms and the bear flare, like when William's sweet theme plays when William first sees Claire, and then it morphs into a more ominous, dark version mm-hmm. when he realizes she's a rebel. Oh, right. chef's kiss. Um, my bad. Some of the cutaways to the future felt abrupt clunky and not well thought out um but my great is a tie roger mack and all the gallic i'm here for it Mm -hmm. his expression when the headmaster reveals jem's curse and how he tried not to laugh because i'm sure he was envisioning jamie actually saying that um his beautiful voice uh loved that however hmm, wasn't he hung and wasn't his vocal cords trashed Interesting. That's a for nerds. So, um, <laughs> but my second grade is Ian and Rachel. I am so here for this relationship and hats off to Rachel for using the dog to get to the boy. Oh, and cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Can't wait to talk about next week. Bye. All right, Masha. Mm. Thank you. Bringing the heat with all the bear flair and everything in there in between. Mary, you said it best. Stats are for nerds. I mean, I just say that now whenever we <laughs> can't explain something. Listen, the stats are for nerds thing is really important. It's okay. it is the end all be all to all arguments. As long as it fits your agenda, the stats for nerds works, okay? But I will say this, stats are kind of for nerds when it comes to this because mm-hmm. the, I know that there's some people out there that have been complaining like, "Oh, Roger shouldn't be able to sing. He doesn't have a scar in his neck and why how is he should have been a, he should have just coughed a little bit, you know, the whole thing." And again, I say stats are for nerds. Because the show hasn't alluded to any of that. It only alluded to it like the, those couple of episodes afterwards. And then all of a sudden he can talk and then it's happy-go-lucky time. If the book never existed, none of you nerds would over, be over there saying, hey, Roger's not supposed to be able to talk or, or, or has this guy or isn't able, isn't able to sing because he got hung. It, like All of it, it, it stats are for nerds. The show never committed to the thing, so you can't expect the show to stay committed to the thing to which it never committed. You know, and it's so funny because (laughs) this show, this fandom, book and show, has such devout fans that sometimes those lines are blurred for show and book readers. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, it wasn't acknowledged in the show, but it's so obvious to us. Um, So I think... 
I, I appreciate the passion from fellow book readers, particularly book readers who, who know the series through and through. Um, and that's why I always try to remind myself to look at the show through eyes of like yours, Blake. Sure. Because, yeah, <laughs> just like Mrs. Bug didn't have big impact. You know, all these kind of things that because it's the show and Roger hasn't had a problem really speaking recently. Sure then it's a different thing. He's had he's been self-conscious and he's in finding his own way. Yes. But he hasn't shown us recently issues with his voice. So And if by recently you mean season 4, then no. <laughs> sure. No. <laughs> uh Mash is actually watching live right now. She said, "But us nurses would know Blake and it is my opinion." Masha, yes it is. And you are 100% Yes. Like uh, please uh, highlight that opinion. However, I'm just I'm arguing in the sense of what the show has given us. I just I can't expect the show to a, a, account for something. But this that is it why once never again we to love the listener feedback episode because think about that. Marsha is also speaking from a nurse's perspective, sure, from someone who would understand it absolutely body function wise. Yes. you know what I mean. So just like how fellow musicians and music lovers, we hear these different things in the episodes because of Bear. Yes. Um, Marsha and other friends who understand how the body works mm-hmm. will look at so many of these. I mean, Outlander must just be so so fun for them to watch because obviously Diana Gabaldon goes deep into research in these kind of things and, yeah. and writes according, um, appropriately so. So I love that. Yep. So All thanks, right. Marsha. Let's get the next one. Hello, this is Kirsten from Tennessee calling about Outlander, episode six, season seven. All right. Despite the shade that Blake threw at me last time I left listener feedback, I'm here with my good, my bad, and my great. (laughs) My good. Ian and Rachel, I love a subtle little hand touch. Yes. Chef's kiss for that. Totally agree. I love a slow burn, a little Mm -hmm. romance blooming, and I'm excited to see what's Mm going to happen. My bad. The first part of the episode... They couldn't decide if it was day or night. It was daytime in the woods. Then it was nighttime when Claire found uh, Miss Raven. Then it was daytime again when she was in the fort. Then all of a sudden when they rescued her, nighttime again. I don't know what was going on, but it felt really sloppy and not what I'm used to Mm -hmm. from Outlander. And my great, I loved everything with Roger, teaching the Gaelic lessons, wearing a kilt, Punching Buck McKenzie in the face. Yes. Now, what you feel about Roger is something that you have gotten from the show, but Book Roger is awesome. And this season is finally starting to show who Roger is as a person and who he was meant to be from Diana. So I want everyone to go in with an open mind and mm-hmm. see how awesome he can be. <laughs> now, no more shade, Blake. Thanks. Bye. Kirsten, listen, I got to tell you, I can't give you any shade. There's, there's no shade to be had here. You're full of sunlight. That, those were some great takes. Agreed. <laughs> Ooh, the little hand courtship. I, oh. I, also, I agree. I'm here for, for hands gently touching. Oh. All of it. Give me the I little love the, subtle, slow b- building romance. You know, the one who perfected it. The, the show who perfected the subtle hand touch, it's Bridgerton. Oh, Bridgerton nailed. Bridgerton gets it. Nailed it. By the way, go to miriamblake.com. Listen to Bridgerton with Miriam Blake. Uh, shameless plug. Um, 
Yeah, the little pinky touch, Simon yes. and Daphne. Oh, forget oh, about know. it. We know, we like, know. Oh, but now man. we've got, you know, Ian. No, we got Ian. Yes. Yes. Love it. Ian and, and Rachel. Brilliant smile that we forget to have again. I'm not sure if I'm, I, I'm not sure if I'm in on Ian and Rachel yet. What's their ship name? What should we call them? Yeah. Uh, Ray, Rain? Rian? <laughs> Let's play the next voicemail. <laughs> It'd be Rian. That'd be it. That'd be Rian. Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know. I'm trying to make something up. I, I know. I, got I can tell. You're sweet. All right, here we go. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Kathy from Cleveland, Kathy! Ohio. I'm a longtime listener and a first-time commenter. My good. I'm so glad that Rod... Wait, time out. No, this is Kathy from Cleveland. She ain't a first-time commenter. It's a different one. It She's sounds like the other listener. Kathy. Kathy from Cleveland. Like, when people come from the same place, they have the same accent. She's a first-time caller. This is a different Kathy from Cleveland. I'm telling you. If this is if this is Hall of Fame Kathy. It's not that one. All right, fine. All right, here we go. Fine. This one's a little calmer. <laughs> Hall of Fame Kathy... She's she's caffeinated. Okay, she's got a little little extra kick in her. <laughs> All right, this, fine. This one sounds a, bit a, a little bit more. Yeah, a little more relaxed. A little bit more. I love both versions. I love both Kathys from Cleveland. <laughs> I'm just saying, this Kathy deserves a. You day. know what, I'm Mary. I think you're right because Hall of Fame Kathy. She spells it with a C. Yeah. And this Kathy spells it with a K. She spells it with C for caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> Watch her not even drink coffee. <laughs> I'm just saying. I can right. tell this is a different you know Kathy. What? Different Kathy from Cle- They sound exactly the same. To you. No, no, no. They absolutely you know, do. That's what people probably say about you with every guy. I don't sound like anybody else. Sure. <laughs> All right, here we go. Kathy, here's your sound. There we go. Roger is finally doing something with his life. I'm happy to see his passion shine through and glad he's singing again. Yeah. My bad. Three first name, Rob Cameron. He's just bad. <laughs> Wiggling his way into the family, reading the time travel book. He's going to be some big trouble. My great. For part of the season, I've wanted to give Roger my own knuckle sandwich for not taking the intruder situation seriously. Mm. Thank you, Kathy. I'm excited that Roger gave him a well-deserved knuckle sandwich himself. I scared the living daylights out of my cats when I shouted for joy. <laughs> I love your podcast. You do a great job. Mary and Blake, rock on. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Kathy. Kathy. And you know what? That's extra special meaning from someone who comes from where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame The Kathy is should found. meet up. They should find one another. Kath- Hall of Fame Kathy should meet up with non-Hall of Fame Kathy and like take a picture. If you two could get together, it'd be like, it'd be, it, it would break space and time. <laughs> <laughs> Both of you hopefully are in the Facebook, the Mary and Blake Facebook group and just say, I'm Kathy. Where's the other Kathy? <laughs> Let's meet. <laughs> Let's have a cup of coffee or eight. <laughs> All right, we'll do one more okay. uh, voicemail because uh, why not? Hi, this is Michelle from the central coast of California. Hey, Michelle. My kilt rating is 4.8. My good Jamie asking Claire to tell him all about William. It was so sweet, a great touching moment. Um, You can tell when Claire was speaking with William, she was just taking him all in, knowing that she was going to go back and tell Jamie everything um, that she saw and talk to him about. I also think we are going to see that flask again later. Yes. My bad, I didn't really have a bad except for Claire getting captured again, but I Definitely drove the plot along and we got to meet William and also she got to comfort poor Walter. I know. My 
great was everything Roger. I loved his conversation with the principal, um, him trying not to laugh when he told him what Jemmy said to the teacher (laughs) and Roger saying it was all my father-in-law's fault Mm. because I would never teach my son (laughs) those words. Um, All the way to Roger, of course, being in his element, singing and teaching. And um, he was just so happy to um, finally finding the knuckle V, which was Buck. And what a cliffhanger that was. I can't wait for next week. Um, Also, Rolo coming in for um, Ian, Mm. getting him a little closer to Rachel. Good boy, Rolo. (laughs) Bye for now. He's the best wingman. Totally the best wingman. You know that if Rolo was out with you and like uh, out to a bar, he would totally sing You've Lost That Love and Feeling with you to to impress a girl. (laughs) Like, absolutely. He would. He, he'd, he'd be like, I'm sorry, miss. I got this. I got this. <laughs> and, and, and then it would stop. <laughs> Love it. I'm here for it. Rolo. All you Top Gun nerds Best should appreciate man. that. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's thank our wonderful partners here for the pod- podcast. Uh, and, uh, you know, so we can pay the bills, shall we? Sure. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. All right, friends, we have talked every single episode about WeBox because we truly believe that this is one of the coolest gifts you could treat yourself with. Treat yourself. Or treat a loved one with. I myself have been treated by uh, some of our lovely friends from the Beehive, um, you know, with a WeBox, and this gift just keeps on giving. So what exactly is WeBox? It's a monthly subscription gift that shares Scotland with Scots and Scots at heart. Uh, Every WeBox is curated around a monthly theme and you get five precious gifts some of them that are just exclusively found you can't get them outside of scotland and the gifts outweigh the cost that even the wee box costs you it also comes with a magazine and um, a tour with andy the highlander plus a soundtrack so the august box and this is going to be our last podcast before august that's right Mm mm-hmm so you better you want to get on this. Listen. If you want this special thing, you got to get on it now. It is the Queen's Highland Home Wee Box. It, it, it comes with a special Queen Elizabeth II commemorative mug. I mean, how could you feel any closer to the Queen than drinking a, a teacup with her face on it, right? And then not only that, you could put some Balmoral Blend tea in the cup with her face on it with the tea that she helped design. Like, you can't get any more Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) Betty, Betty is in with you if you get this WeBox. Now, you can head to webox.co.uk and use the code CAST10 for 10% off checkout. So, once again, that's webox.co.uk and use the code CAST10 for 10% off at checkout. Tell them Maria Blake sent you just because you want to hang with Betty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Marvin... um, what do you think about all this so far? Uh, has has all of the listener feedback at all changed your opinion about the episode? Has it brought it up a notch? Has it taken it down a notch? Uh, what are we feeling about? Uh, I mean, where, I rated this the, episode pretty meet? highly. I know. I wasn't sure if it if it, it has it been adjusted in your mind at all. No. See, I rated it at a four. Yeah. I think I gotta go three nine now. Oh my god! What just happened? I think I gotta go three nine now. <laughs> oh, After listening to the all worst. these people do You're the, the whole thing, 
I might have to revise my take. Uh, you might have to sleep in a different room. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> you know, uh, well, you know, it's, it's funny because this reminds me of when you're getting together with friends and you talk about something and it does change your mind. Or you yeah, that's what I'm saying. Thought about. And I bet there's plenty of us who are like, no, I like it even more. Yeah. I like it even more. So, all right. Masha Cronin on Facebook says, Rolo is my wingman, should be our next shirt. I love that idea, <laughs> Just a picture Masha. of Rolo. I love it. Actually, I like that idea too. That's that's a good idea. We have a fellow Rhode Islander, Lisa Ritchie, who wrote in live, saying, fellow Rhode Islander, first time live watcher, uh, you guys rock and do our beloved show justice. Well, thank you. Don't you think Lizzie's favorite restaurants in the Modern world would be either a Twins Pizza or Twin Oaks. So excited to have found you. Lizzie, at Lisa, you're amazing. And for people who don't live in Rhode Island, yeah, we've got places named those, and they're both delicious. Lisa, dropping the Twins. Makes me want to shout. As only a Rhode Islander would understand. That was so great. Lisa. Oh, coming from the clouds. Agreed. Right off the top rope with the people's elbow on Lizzie. That was good stuff. Let's get another voicemail. Oh, man, that was funny. Okay, here we go. Let's get to the next one. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Mandy here from Melbourne, Australia. Hey, Mandy. I just want to say I have one bad, and that is Jamie Fraser's forehead wrinkles. <laughs> I do not know who's responsible for that because I don't think that's Sam Hewen's forehead. And I think it would be good to have an episode with Claire getting some frogs, getting the Botox out of them, and injecting Jamie's forehead <laughs> because I was so distracted. And I just had to tell someone. So you're the people. Okay, thanks. Bye. Wait, just, can I hear it a little bit? Forehead? She says forehead in the most precious way. I didn't really understand. Are we going to have to listen to it again? She wants Jamie to get Botox from frogs? And Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Mandy here from Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> I just want to say I have one bad, and that is Jamie Fraser's forehead wrinkles. Forehead. Hi. <laughs> Fraser's on. forehead wrinkles. See? Hi. <laughs> Fraser's <laughs> forehead wrinkles. Hi. <laughs> Do not know who's responsible for that. It's fine. It's forehead wrinkles. <laughs> but then she says, who nigh? Or something. No, she laughs. <laughs> No wonder I didn't understand what she was saying. That was the most precious. Mandy's unbridled joy (laughs) with this voicemail. It lifts my heart. Oh my gosh, it took me a while to understand. I love this. Okay, so her bad are the forehead wrinkles. Giggle, giggle. Hold on. on. I love accents. (laughs) I do not know who's responsible for that because I don't think that's Sam Hewen's forehead. And I think it would be good to have an episode with Claire getting some frogs, getting the Botox out of them, and injecting Jamie's forehead. <laughs> because out of them, and in frogs, getting the Botox out of them, and injecting Jamie's forehead. <laughs> because, and injecting Jamie's Thanks forehead. <laughs> because. Mandy, Blake just Mandy. wants you to come here so you guys can giggle Mandy. beautifully together. Mandy. You guys would be like. Those friends on the porch drinking lemonade, <laughs> laughing, talking about frogs and foreheads. <laughs> oh my gosh, look at what you did to my husband, Mandy. You broke him. <laughs> Wait, but why would she get Botox from frogs? I don't know. And what are they doing in Australia? What are you doing in Australia, Mandy? Mandy. 
I'm going to do some Googling. <laughs> Frogs, Botox. <laughs> I'm hot. <laughs> uh, oh. Where does Botox come from in nature? Oh, it comes from man. a bacteria, which is available oh. available in natural settings, including soil, lakes, forests, the intestinal tract of mammals and fish. <laughs> Interesting. Me- Melanie on Facebook says Botox comes from frogs. <laughs> Some does. Getting the Botox out of them and injecting Jamie's forehead. <laughs> forehead. Okay, Blake, we've heard Mandy. Because we know you guys are best friends. I was so distracted <laughs> and I just had to tell someone. So you're the people. Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh, oh man. Oh, no. It's just the pure joy that is coming out of her laughing at her at her own stuff. It's so just. I wouldn't deal with frogs. They got some bad stuff. Oh, my God. That. It, that just made my heart sing. That was awesome. That was one of those things that like that, that can only happen on a listen to feedback episode. Mandy, you gave me so much joy that like you just call back anytime that you want and I can hear you giggle all day and uh, and be happy with my life. So oh man, thank you so much. Okay, here we go. Let's get the next one. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Emily from Toledo, Ohio. I'm calling in to give my GBG for Outlander episode 706. My good is finding out who the... Emily is from Cleveland. What if Emily and Calm Kathy and Hall of Fame Kathy, they all get together? That'd be amazing. That would be. And Uncle V is. It actually scared me a bit seeing him creeping in the window. And it was kind of funny seeing Roger running out of the house with the yet again, no weapon. I believe it is Galus' son, William, although I notice it is not Graham McTavish that plays him this time. Mm-hmm. I am most interested in this storyline, and hopefully we can find out more about why he is in the future next episode before we have the long break till part two of the season. Knowing how these shows work, they probably leave us hanging till the next part. My bad is not really a bad, but because it made me feel uncomfortable, and that is seeing Rob Cameron listening to Rob or listening to Roger speak in front of the class and finding out he was reading Roger's notebook. When he invited himself over for dinner, I definitely got bad vibes. Insert, not great, Bob, soundbite. Oh, you know what? You're right. Let's do that. Not great, Bob. Okay, here we go. Continue on, Emily. Anyone that thirsty to have dinner cooked by Roger McKenzie must have an ulterior motive. Of course. And my great was everything having to do with Claire and William in the camp. I didn't love how Claire got taken again, but seeing her boss around the Redcoats and being a total badass, it was fun to watch. And William reminds me so much of Jamie, both having honor and being kind individuals. So I'm interested to see if and when he finds out Jamie is his birth father. Keep in mind, I haven't read the books yet. My honorable mention is Roger saying that's as good a working hypothesis as any. I was a chemistry major in undergrad, so my nerd brain appreciated that joke. <laughs> Keep up the great work, Mary and Blake, and I can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts on this episode. Oh, well, thank you, Emily. I appreciate that. And since you're a chemistry nerd, I'm glad you appreciated Roger's nerd joke. So for for the both of you, I'm giving you this. Nerd! There you go. You're welcome. Um, yeah, Emily, I, 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 I think I agree with you on, on all accounts here. It's going to be certainly interesting when William finds out about Jamie being his dad. And it is inevitable. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, here's something. Here's something. I, you know what? The nerds down the hall have been, have been working on this. Yeah. It's been, it, it's, it's, uh, it's in take development. Okay. 
but I, I think it's official now. It's been in take development, but I'm throwing it out there. William is going to shoot Jamie, right? We don't, we all know that, right? Like that that's something that's going to happen. We don't all know anything. Well, Blake, but, but I'm saying, I'm saying, I've read been the books. I, I've even been, then, you don't know. I have been saying throughout the podcast that ultimately it's it's inevitably going to come down to a little bit of a confrontation between Jamie and William, the same way that it kind of happened with Murta and Jamie, right? But in Murta's case, it was somebody that was protecting Jamie that shot Murta, and Murta dies, right? My sense is that. William shows up, sees Jamie, and doesn't realize who it is or whatever. Shoots him. Jamie thinks that he he thinks that Jamie's dead, and then somebody tells him that's actually your father, that you just killed your dad. Interesting. Buddy. So I'm just throwing that out there. It's it was in take development. It's an early take. Okay, it's an early take. Well, we need to maybe even a little premature. May um, I say? Okay. But. It is. It is. Interesting. It is what it is. It is interesting. You know what is interesting is in our live chat right now is a frog biologist. <laughs> Anna Dealey, scroll on up. Okay. She has things to say about frogs. Okay. She's a legit. Here she goes. Okay. Anna is a frog biologist. Okay. First of all. Anna, Amazing. How do you? How does one become a frog biologist? First, you study biology. Well, yeah, and you focus on wait, different types of animals. You say, you know what? Wait, I, I'm into amphibians. You know, maybe I could deal with that. Because when does one marine... make the turn from like human biology and they're like, nah, this ain't good enough. I want to go on to reptiles. I don't know. It depends what school you go to. Like at my school, you would start off right away marine biology. Really? And then from there, you would figure out well, what kind of animals in the ocean would you like to work with? Do you want to work with turtles? Do you want to work with sharks? You get to be pretty specialized in the biology field. It is large. So, Anna, do tell us. But in the meantime, she says she's a frog biologist. She's not heard of Botox coming from frogs. Uh But there is a frog species that used to be used for pregnancy tests back in the day. It sounds made up, she says, but it's real. Scroll on down because maybe she would have told us when she got to choose it because this is just so incredibly interesting. It looks like she even... It gives us a resource on theatlantic.com how a frog became the first mainstream pregnancy test. Who peed on a frog? <laughs> <laughs> Would it sit on your belly and croak a certain way? I am excited to find out. Who peed on a frog? <laughs> Does it croak a different way? Pregnant. Pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that is great. Carmel says frogs are amphibians, not reptiles, Blake. What, you Didn't know what? I say amphibians? You no, know, no, I said I said reptiles. Oh. And you know what this is the perfect uh, execution for? Oh, Stats of nerds, okay? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Kristen. I'll tell you where I'm from at the end in case you want to guess where I'm from. Okay, Kristen. First time caller, long time listener. Okay, well, first she's got to get this. She uh, uses it in ours. All right, so let's let's do this again. So Hold she's on. She's not from here. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Kristen. I'll tell you where I'm from at the end in case you want to guess where I'm from. All right. You know what? This sounds like a girl. Now, this isn't the person, but this sounds like a girl I went to college with. And she was from Maine. Listen, she says first time listener. Yeah, I know. First time call. She, or, 
She says her R's. Let's keep going. Okay, here we go. Oh, Dial. So sorry, Anna. She said her last name is Dial. So Anna, Dial. Okay, here we go. First time caller, long time listener. I'm a show watcher. I'm only through the first book. Okay. I give Where the Waters Meet 4.7 kilts. My good. The earlier season, callbacks just gave me the nostalgic feels. There was the mention of the walking song. Claire comforting Walter as he was dying, reminding me of how she did the same at the boar hunt and the life for the life duds. Yes. My bad. The lady at the galley class telling us what the walking songs were. All right. We got people saying she's from Idaho. <laughs> like the other girl. Joe, was it Joey? <laughs> Joey from Idaho. Now we got people saying she's from Connecticut. Let's see what we got. I felt it was unnecessary as us Outlander fans. We know. Also, can we talk about the quote-unquote prison fence? Did you see how easy it was for Claire to bust out? Oh, yeah. Granted, there was a lot of red coats, but the fencing was not secure by any means. And if I was there, I'd be like, hey, guys, let's try to jump the fence. My great. Everything with William. Meeting Claire. The parallels with Jamie being loyal, but also wanting to do the right thing. And the whole Claire, Ian, and William showdown. It may not have been an action-packed episode, but I really loved it for all of the little things it provided, including Angus McFadden as Simon Fraser. Totally here for it. And right. even though he's not the same person, I was. I'm thinking she's like northern middle of our country. She's got a little northern. like she's got a little ah, like a little um. Oh, so we're talking like Illinois. Yeah, somewhere Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin, Indiana, that kind of area where they do this little thing with their A's. I know I'm giving a pretty big. Yeah, that's a big swath of the country. But you know what? I'm here for it. <laughs> you know what? Hedge your bets, Bob. Yep. Hedge your bets. All right, here we go. I was getting Captain Morgan vibes when we first saw. Mary, I just heard it. I heard it in the Captain Morgan vibes. Mm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna co-sign. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Illinois. <laughs> okay. I'm going Illinois. Okay. All right, here we go. Daniel Morgan, his pose with his foot on the box. Yeah, foot on the box. <sighs> It's either that, yeah, no, it's totally Illinois or it's Michigan. It's one of those two. Let's find out. I'm convinced that was on purpose. Thank you for all that you do and the joy that you bring. And I'm calling from Wisconsin. Oh! <laughs> Good job, Marvin. You did it. <laughs> Thank you, you did it. Good job. <laughs> all right, let's get to some emails that we have here. All right, uh, where's my notes? Okay, good. This one comes from Jody. Jody says, hey, Miriam Blake, I know that stats are for nerds, but as a nerd, I just have to say this. Gaelic, when pronounced with a long A, is Gaelic, and that is Irish. Gaelic, when pronounced with a short A, is Gaelic, and that is Scottish. I love you all. Keep doing what you're doing. You're hands down my favorite podcasters. Love from Indiana, Jody. You know what, Jody? You're 100% right. Last episode, I called it Gaelic, and that was totally on me it's just one of those things that i kind of grew up with it being gaelic as opposed to gallic so i when i i just it, it's the first thing that goes up to my yeah it goes through my brain so that's what you get for just, being irish yeah just blame it on where i'm from <laughs> <laughs> uh the next one comes from anna she says hey it's anna from perth western australia i hope you're both well and uncle v has gone from your neighborhood today I gave this episode 4.7 kilts. My good was Roger's lesson. I love the singing. I love languages and I love history. So I loved this whole storyline. Throw in some Scottish accents and I am all set. My bad. Rob Cameron weaseling his way into a dinner invitation. Ugh. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Totally agree. My great, though, was the beautiful scene at the end with Jamie and Claire talking about men versus women in wars and also about 
William. The way Claire described him to Jamie echoed Jamie telling Claire about William when she returned to in a Malcolm. Just beautiful. And I have to say, William's casting impresses me more with every watch. I agree. He is the perfect combo of Lord John, Grey, and Jamie. Claire agrees when she says he has the fierceness of a Highlander under all those courtly manners. Just chef's kiss <laughs> some other things i noticed that were a change in the dog playing rollo loved the ian and rachel scene by the way and finally brie tells roger about the time thing in the tunnel i know it fits the story better in this episode but come on she could have said something on the day anyone else would have i couldn't help but feel for claire when she and jamie are re reunited and the weight of responsibility she feels for all the people she left behind hits her mm -hmm. plus adding walter woodcock to the lost list oh Line of the episode goes to the non-Candy Sandy when he repeats Williams the curly wig giving orders yes. like a sergeant major. Good to see Claire still Love got it. it. A close second on the line of the episode happens twice when the first Roger and later Claire both say, I wonder. Q, you're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. I really enjoyed this episode and I'm looking forward to the next week, but also dreading the imminent end. How are we nearly there already? Thank you for all your great podcasts and for the online community you have created. I'm off to start The Leftovers just so I can hear you podcast about it. From Get Anna. ready. Anna, I just want to say, Pot of the Leftovers takes place in Australia mm -hmm. and it is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Although... I will apologize for those early episodes of the Leftovers podcast with Mary and Blake. Why? Because the early, 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 early ones are terrible. Why? <laughs> I, I just I, I listened to one not too long ago just to like meaning hear it. the show just like the how you're talking about the show quality just like how the early episodes of Outlander cast do you think are terrible? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People don't mind the forgive. We no, were, I know. We were baby podcasts. I know. It was it was among our first you know experiences podcasting so those early episodes are, are quite awful uh mary i do have a question though that uh anna brings up for you and that is this how do we feel about the conversation uh that claire and jamie have concerning women and being in war and women aren't meant for war and the whole thing i i haven't a thought but i want to hear your thoughts first um, I feel like that's generally how things are said and dealt with in regards to, you mean like women and children first evacuate, like say, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. They, like they've I, talked about this before. I'm just trying to figure out if it was in the show or in the book where, uh, I mean, basically you've got people who can birth life, um, but also a lot of the tender healer healers are, mm -hmm. are women. Um, not to say that that other people can't be healers, but I'm just saying like a lot of them are. So sure. um, I don't know exactly what you're asking me. I don't know. I just, I just I, feel like it is something that is said frequently. It was funny. I was watching a show. I was just flipping through something and there was a br bank holdup. It was one of those shows that I don't watch, like a yeah. show where cops are involved and, you know, chaos ensues. CSI and, Miami yeah, or something whatever. Like that. CSI Toledo. And uh, a bank was being held up and um, there were a whole bunch of people in different ages. And 
the police officer on the phone was saying, okay, well, how about you do a leap of faith and you let out the women and children? Yes. And so it's interesting that this is the point that you're bringing up right now because that was just shown and I was thinking even modern, like that is how they will talk about sure, things. Sure, sure. I don't know. I think the show tried to make it sound like, you know, Jamie was being thoughtful and kind and almost romantic my thought is it didn't come off that way it I, it almost felt like it stepped in a puddle and it was like oh wait let's let's dig our way out of this a little bit i don't know i just that's the way that i the way that i it felt to me so but it is what it is all right let's get to the next voicemail Hey, Mary and Blake. Christina here from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm here to talk about Outlander Season 7, Episode 6. I give this episode 4.5 kilts. I feel like it was an okay episode, but in terms of Season 7 episodes, it's on the lower end of the spectrum. Okay. Uh, My good was actually seeing Mrs. Raven die so early on in the episode. She just kept slandering my wee Ian, and he's one of my favorite characters, so I'm glad they got rid of her so soon. (laughs) Good riddance. (laughs) My bad was Claire not recognizing William when she first saw him. I find it strange that she didn't know who he was when he had one visit her at Fraser's Ridge not too long ago, and two... Jamie carried around a picture of him in his pocket every Fair. day. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she should be able to recognize an older version of the kid in the picture. Um, my great was seeing Roger sing again after mm-hmm. all of the trauma of being hanged and dealing with losing his voice and the courage to talk again. I'm glad that he is back to doing something that he loves with teaching and I can't wait to see what else happens with him and Buck in the future. Thank you for all that you guys do. Talk to you later. Thank Bye. you, Christina. Thank Mary, you. your thoughts on uh, if Claire should recognize William from the picture? I would say normally yes, because Claire's memory is solid. Yeah, I mean, she could remember like the solid Cocknam and Rock and Battle of Saratoga. In the way that this was portrayed, she was focused on a dying man who she got to know really well and a potentially uh, mortally endangered infant. Sure. So I can appreciate that. Yeah, we give her that. some grace. Yeah. Give her some yeah. grace. <laughs> and also it's out of place. Have you ever had that where there's someone who you know who they are, yes. but they're not in the place that you think of them. I, I just actually bought a, a mirror off of someone who I went to college with and I hung out with a lot. And um, I went to this person's house off of Facebook marketplace and by this mirror and I recognized the person and I'm like, you look so familiar. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, it's me. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. From where? You? And he's like, <laughs> from college, Mary. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And it all came flooding back. Um, so I think when you've lived a long time and have had many experiences mm-hmm. and when the person is in a different environment than you were thinking like she wasn't expecting him to be there uh that it would make sense all right marvin here we go i'm gonna i'm gonna put both of us on camera here okay because it is time it is time it is time hi mary and blake this is melinda from edinburgh hey melinda blake, i am so sorry to say I'm not one of your chosen. 
but I am from the U.S., and you still haven't figured it out. I said no! Today, we're going to talk about where the waters meet. All right, Melinda... You, you can't you can't be gassing up no. the uh, gassing up the rocket here and not, and not expecting it to take off. All right, we got we got to figure this out. It's 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 gonna take time. However, this is good news. We can eliminate New England. All right, not part it, of New England. Or is it just Massachusetts? What did she say is the chosen? I felt like you were implying that Massachusetts. I said was New the Hampshire chosen. or Massachusetts. I don't know. If it. But she has familiarity with the mass pike, or it could be a red herring. She could have just Googled <laughs> researched <what's>... stuff just <laughs> to throw us off. Melinda, she, she's got to know somebody from the area, which means she's probably. Maybe she tells us. Let's just listen. Right. Okay. I'm, s- oh, I'm going to go Florida. Okay. okay. Outlander 7.06, and my kilt rating is a 4.2. My good Roger McKenzie as a teacher of the Gaelic. It was just so wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I loved his wee dancing in the kitchen. And when then he grabbed the flower to go get to the knuckle V. Absolutely fantastic. You hear how she said absolutely? Mm-hmm. Grabbed. Ah, man, where is that coming from? Mm. Where is that coming from? Okay, that's all right, Melinda. Here we go. My bad. I think my husband summed it up the best. He screamed at the television. Can't that bloody damn woman not get captured? <laughs> and then he rolled his eyes and said, now Jamie needs to go fetch her. <laughs> I agree. That whole transition wasn't really that smooth and fit into the story. Yes. We understand, though, it was to get Claire in the proximity of William. But on the other side, Jamie might be tired because the last time he sent Tom and this time he sent Ian. So maybe she should get a little captured less. Our, my great... Is Claire's interaction as a prisoner. She just shows up, plunks herself in there, and next thing you know, she's in charge as the curly-wigged woman bleeding out orders. Her interaction with William was just perfect. Now, Blake, who is the villain now? Richardson, Rob Cameron, the Knuckle V, Mr. Bug, or the British? Let's can't wait to hear. Cheers. Okay, you know what, Melinda? You're the villain. <laughs> It's you. I'm going to look right in the camera. I hope you're watching live. I'm going to point to you and say it's you. You keep you keep teasing me, dropping mass bike hints, and then saying that you're not part of the chosen. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's you. <laughs> you, Melinda. Melinda, you're, you're the, the problem. problem. It's, it's you. you. Okay? Oh, no. Unbelievable. All right. This one comes. I get an email here. This one comes from Will. Uh, he says, greetings from down under Mary and Blake. He says, bonus points if you read this with an Aussie accent. Can you do it? Will, I'm going to tell you right now. You don't want to hear my my Australian accent because it's awful, number one. You're I, a really I, good I would one. embarrass your nationality. Who does a really good one? Uh, our son. Our son actually does a really good one. Uh, so I'm not even going to attempt, So, but I will read this. Uh, he says, in addition to your wonderful Potterverse pod, by the way, go to maryandblake.com and listen to the Potterverse with Mary and Blake. Shameless plug. Uh, I thought I'd offer my two cents on episode 706 of Outlander. I really didn't like this episode, I'm afraid to say. I found it a very meandering episode, and I particularly took issue with the our excursion back 
to Fort Ticonderoga. When Jamie and Ian are scoping out Fort Ticonderoga, we are told by Jamie and the British are known to hang their prisoners for war. That establishes some tension, even though you just know Claire will end up being rescued again. But what happens in the very next scene... Claire just barges out of her prison pen like she owns the joint, true to form, and starts making demands of the soldiers. This seemed very unrealistic. If any prisoner of war would have done that, they likely would have just been shot on the spot. Compare Claire's imprisonment in this episode, for example, to when she was imprisoned in the company of Blackjack Randall in season one. Now there were some stakes and some real tension. Unfortunately, the threat of sexual violence or forced hard labor would have been a very real prospect for Claire and the other women at Ticonderoga. I suppose the plot demanded that at some point William, Ian, and Claire had to come together, but did it have to happen in such a ham-fisted way? Absolutely loving the Brian Rogers storyline for once, but the Claire and Jamie capture and rescue, rinse and repeat plot seems very stale after seven seasons of similar story beats. Even the hashtag Melinda mystery is more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> this was not planned, I swear. Oh, thanks again for this podcast. It's the highlight of my week. P.S. I'm very happy to support both of you as a member of the Nerd Clan. You guys mm. seriously make my week with your podcasts. I love to listen to them while cooking or walking. And frankly, giving up a few bucks to back you guys, following your dreams and making others happy, including myself. Well, it's the very least I can do. Hoping one day that you will eventually make it over to Australia. Cheers, Will. Well, Will, thank you so very much. All right. Uh, let's see. We have some more voicemails here, Mavin. Okay. Uh, do you want to get to those? Yeah. Uh, I know you have our little lass on you, and it seems yes. like she is Tai Tai, and it seems like you are Tai Tai. Let's get through the voicemail. We got this. Okay, here we go. Hey, it's Kim from Connecticut. Hi, Kim. And Blake, no wisecracks about how much you hate the state of Connecticut because because you're judging your you're basing your opinion on the part of it you have to drive through to get to New York. Good. And that's not fair. Good. Sorry, Kim. <laughs> Connecticut sucks. Oh my God. I can't. I just wish they would just Kim, pick a I bridge. Kim, I love Connecticut. I love it there. I really do. And Blake uh, loves the Gilmore Girls. And, I do. And wants to visit. I'm actually wearing of, a Gilmore Girls yes. shirt as I He's say. He's wearing this. a shirt that says Stars Hollow, Connecticut. <laughs> so don't worry, Kim. His love is, his hate is only for the 95 oh, man, section. here we go. Anyway, with regards to episode 706, um, I've actually only gotten halfway through your recap, so maybe you've mentioned this, but what I want to know okay. is why no one's talking about the fact that William recognizes Claire, but back in the episode when he meets Bree, he mentions that he doesn't hardly remember Jamie at all. And I remember when that aired, I was like, are you, are you friggin' kidding me? Jamie, like, pretty much saved his life from the Indians and he doesn't remember yet. He remembers Claire. Yeah. So what's up with that huge inconsistency in my opinion? You know what, Kim, despite the fact that you're from Connecticut, a totally great opinion. <laughs> you know what I think? I think it was just brought up where he was thinking about Brie and, yeah. you know, he bumped into her and was thinking about the Ridge and then he has Ian. So I bet you he's been bowling it over in his mind. That's, yeah, that's what was fair. going on at the Ridge? I've now met two people, you know? Yeah, sure. So, I understand. I appreciate. It. It no, it, it actually, it actually is a great, uh, it is a great call out, and it, it does again. It has to to deal with inconsistencies, the ones that were brought up by myself, but also Will, who just wrote in, uh, and now Kim. Also, I think, I think it's, um, 
I think it's apropos that we discuss these inconsistencies in terms of the characters and how they're written. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Camille from Indiana, a.k.a. with the MFA, as Blake likes to call me, the mother (laughs) effing award. (laughs) Needed to call you out on that, Blake. Um, Uh, I wanted to make a couple comments. One, uh, Claire's coat in this episode is amazing. Um, The long trench coat that she wears it's almost like a piece of armor. It's almost like Batman's cloak. Oh, um, love it. I think it's amazing. And the colors that they've been using for her, their family, the Frasers, is unbelievable. It obviously started out in this very light blues, and it just gets darker and darker and darker. Mm-hmm. And I love that, and it's amazing. And anytime a costume designer uses that type of um, tool in their belt, I think is fantastic. Um, I want to call out a couple of things. Um At the end of the episode, Roger is unpacking all the groceries Mm -hmm. and the bottle of soap is called fairy soap or fairy liquid. And I just wanted to call that out because it's hilarious. (laughs) Um, So anyway, love you guys. You're amazing. Again, MFA, (laughs) Master of Fine Arts. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Camille, that was great. Master of Fine Arts. All right. (laughs) Camille, I, I did say MFA uh, in all in all good fun. Um, it just it made me laugh. And uh, what you do with the Master of Fine Arts is actually phenomenal. Uh, as a matter of fact, I wish I had an MFA. That way, I could at least say that I that I have the Mother F Award. <laughs> so, but yeah, seriously though, I it's all it's all in good fun, and I appreciate it. And uh, and thank you. I I love when you call in with the with the stuff about the uh, about the costumes and talking about you know the fairy soap and whatever. Like, it's awesome, great stuff. It is awesome. Hi, Mary Blake. It's Gloria from the Witch City. Hi, Gloria. Oh, hold on. We got we got we got to call it out. Your cousin from Boston. All right. Episode six of Outlander was only four point two kilts for me. I think that's the lowest rating I've ever had. I honestly don't have much to say about this one. It was not my favorite. That's for sure. Um, yeah, love the interactions with William and Claire and the curly wig, who sounds like a Sergeant Major line. Perfect. Right on point, William. Jamie must have been taking lessons from shooting arrows from Ian. Mm-hmm. Really nice bow work. Okay, my GBGs. My good was Claire bypassing all the jabronis to find someone in charge. Our girl gets it done. My bad was Roger. What are you doing, man? Allowing the two first name guy invite himself over for dinner? Get a hold of yourself. I know. Come on. Oh, what is he doing? <laughs> the t- I love that. Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> Teaching at school was lovely. Let's hope he gets a paid gig, though. And my great was the last scene with Jamie and Claire. Tell me about my son. So good. The best scene. Roger running after the wicked hairy dude was kind of comical, actually. I wish he had said Buck before he punched him for the book readers. Otherwise, that's it. This is a wicked short one for you guys. Can you believe it? All right. Have a good week. Thank you, Gloria. I appreciate that. That was very good. All right. We have the last voicemail here, Marvin. Okay. Let's do it. Hi, Mary and Blake. Sarah here from Reddin, Southeast England. First time calling, so I'll just go ahead and ding myself. 
Oh no 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 no! You don't ding yourself. You can she you can, can ding. You too. can suggest the ding. I love the ding. You but you don't ding yourself. I mean, I did so much singing in the beginning of this episode because I couldn't reach all the little buttons, Blake. So trust me, Sarah can ding herself. All right, it's my job to bestow the ding. Okay, it's like you can't give yourself a nickname. You can't ding yourself. All right, here we go. There we go. Continue, Sarah. This is only my second season watching Long Live. Um, I love having the podcast and getting to hear everyone's reaction. Makes the episode last all week. So thanks for all you do. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Blake, as a fellow Trekkie, are you a Strange New Worlds fan? Because between Lower Decks crossover dropping this Thursday and Outlander on Friday, I might need to tranquilize them. <laughs> Sarah, I am a massive Trekkie, as you know. However, I'm going to shock you here. However. I haven't watched Strange New Worlds I haven't watched Strange New Worlds, despite the fact that I really want to, only because I had the taste of discovery in my mouth, and that has that has ruined the the CBS, the, Par- the Paramount Plus, whatever Star Treks for me. Um, but I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to watch it one day because I'm a big fan of Anson Mount, who plays Captain Pike. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. Anyway, the episode. My bad was Bree's clunky exposition about what the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was. Newsflash Outlander writers, people know what that is, and the answer's 42. My good were the scenes between William, Claire, and Ian. I struggled to warm to William in the books until Angela of Beehive fame pointed out all the similarities to Jamie, which gave me an in to appreciating him. Uh, So thanks, Angela. And Charles is killing it in his portrayal. Also, Roger was amazing in this episode, dad dancing notwithstanding. My great has to be the convo between Jamie and Claire. The whole thing was just perfect. One thing I missed from the book is the character's reflection on what it costs to kill. There have been times in the past when I would have liked a bit more reflection about this, so that was great. Mm-hmm. Right, well, that's me done, except to say I um, absolutely loved the question posed by a caller the other week regarding the song you would take back to the past and pass off as your own. Um, Pitbull Fireball. Love you, bye. <laughs> well... All right, Sarah, thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. The fact that we are uh, a Pitbull Pitbull fan uh, is is pretty wild. Uh, So that's that. All right, cool. Love it. Here we go. Ready to close this bad boy out, Marvin? I am. am. All right, hold on. Something happened here on my computer. All right, no, we're good. All right, we're good. All right, let's close this bad boy out, shall we? I did it again. Yeah. I did it again. The ne- coming up next week. We're supposed to watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Sorry, everybody. I, I totally screwed that up. Here we go. I even had it potted up and everything. I just to- I just forgot. All right, here we go. The American forces are already poised for battle. Our victory cannot come too soon. All right. I had a thing about... I, I have a... I have a... A developing take about Captain Richardson. Huge developing take here. Okay. Remember how William is like, hey, all these guys here are are uh they're they're rebels. How is it that you know you're sending messages to these guys? And Richardson says, Well, how do you think we know all this stuff? How do you think we win wars? Because we gotta have information, we gotta have people on our side. I'm getting the info. And and William takes it like, you know what? Hey, that makes sense. 
But I went to bed the other day. I was thinking about this. And then I had this... Then I had this thing. Richardson, way too calm. Way too calm about the whole thing. I know I joked like Richardson should have been like, no way. I got a feeling. Richardson is the one that is uh, playing both sides. As a matter of fact, he's the one that's the spy in the British Army. I'm just... Interesting. It all it all just went too quickly, and the fact that like I I don't know it all just it 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 fit too nicely. Why do I get the sense that Richardson is totally 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 a, a spy in the British Army? Okay, here we go. Let's go. Rob Cameron has a hot eye for you. Well, that's- All right, Rob Cameron with the lighting and the hair and the smile. <laughs> Stop the nonsense. That's <laughs> why you never trust a man with two first names. <laughs> Ridiculous. We're being mustered for battling. You'll come back to me. And if you don't... Okay, Jamie in the hot new... This guy's new outfit. In the, in the new Morgan's Rifleman outfit, mm-hmm. his, his new uni. I'm kind of in. That's why he joined. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the clothes are cool. Welcome looking feet. All right, so it, we had a close-up there of William running, unsheathing his sword heroically, running into the what seems to be American lines and it feels to me like this is when we're going to have a moment of when Jamie and William finally collide and uh, see what happens here. So my thought is that Jamie by the end of the next episode is a thought to be dead. William goes back finally finding out that was his dad goes back and tells Claire that he killed Jamie and then Claire has to make a decision on what she's going to do and then we leave the end of episode eight with her like going on with the rest of her life and everybody thinks that Jamie's dead when he's in fact not thoughts Marvin interesting okay cool all right um so yeah I think that yeah that's it that's uh that's what we got there. All right, pit. Uh, I want. I was gonna do pit ball, fireball to, okay. to close out the show, okay. but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, all right, let's close it out. everybody thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode tonight amidst dog barking and our little ass joining the podcast and mary getting tired and <laughs> laughing with mandy melinda being the villain and pitbull with fireball this is why the listener feedback episodes exist, ladies and gents. That's right. This is why they are special because it is unfiltered. There is no agenda, and we release the hounds. Of course, we do have a new goal that we're trying to reach at jointhenerdclan.com, and that is to get a thousand members because we have reached 950 members, 
The Mike and Mouse shirts are on the way to those who have requested them. But once we get to a thousand members, whenever it is, whatever I am doing, I will move on to the next book of the Outlander series. What is the next book of the Outlander series after drum? Uh, is it drums? After Voyager? Yeah, it's drums. So I will move on to drums to do Blake's book club. Uh, whenever we get a thousand members. So if you, one of you nerds out there wants to hear me talk about drums or hear me write about drums, trust me, you'll want to get there and you want to sign up at jointhenerdclan.com. Of course, go to miriamblake.com to check out all the other podcasts, including the ones that we mentioned on this episode. I think we mentioned Bridgerton with Mary and Blake, and we also mentioned the Potterverse with Mary and Blake. You don't want to miss out on those. And search us out on all of the social media platforms. Yes, even including TikTok. <laughs> even including TikTok. Just by typing in Mary and Blake, we have all the things that are going on there. And uh, we are getting short little bits of all of these episodes on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok uh, all the time. So uh, yeah, go ahead and, and subscribe to us and hit the bell and do all the things uh, on YouTube as well. To make sure you don't miss a single thing happening at Mary and Blake Media. And that's that. Marvin, you got anything else you want to say? That is it. We want to thank all of our friends at jointhenerdclan.com for uh, supporting this mom and pop podcast shop. Sorry, I've gotten quiet. I do have our little lass in my arms. And um, that is the scoop. Yes, absolutely. Keep your eyes peeled. Make sure you're getting our emails at maryandblake.com um, so that that way you'll know when our next live episodes are dropping. Yes, as a reminder, Mary is traveling this week. She will not be returning until midnight on Sunday. So if you are expecting, as always, your podcast to drop on Monday morning or uh, go live on Sunday evening, you are going to miss out because we are not going to be podcasting until the earliest on Monday, which means that you'll probably get a Tuesday drop or a Wednesday drop. So, uh, and then all of the days will just be pushed back because of Mary's travel. So, that's that. All right, friends. My name's Mary. My name is Pitbull. And you have been listening to Outlander Cast. Fireball. Fireball.